Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Harriet Kamek with Down to Earth. It's our daily podcast and in which a show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today on our show, we're going to talk about, we're seriously going to talk about emergency rooms and why emergency room doctors are so overworked. I was, just like you last night, I was a bit taken aback in reading this article that I came across. And uh, as usual, I post a link to the article after the show is over so that for all of us, you can see what it is that is going on in America's emergency room. It's the craziest thing ever. Emergency room doctors are overworked. And it's kind of like in the era of the Affordable Care Act, why does this continue to happen? In fact, some of the statistics are quite alarming that the number of people visit the emergency room more frequently than a doctor's office. So we're going to talk about that. And what does this mean for the care, for health care, and the delivery of health care to all of us? So I just want to say that, and, and thank you so much for tuning in, as usual, and to thank you for, as always, being a part of our experience this morning. So uh, why are, my thing is this, why are emergency rooms busy, right? Why are emergency rooms busy? Am I a professional with men? What does that mean? Somebody is asking me if I'm a professional with men. How do you think I should answer people? <laughs> How do you answer that? <laughs> because people don't know what a true emergency is. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. But there's a deeper reason to it. I agree with that, that people don't know what a true emergency is. And what might be an emergency for you and I may not be constitute an emergency when you go to the ER, right? That's one. Number two, is it that people are just not visiting doctor's offices? I think that's the key. I think people are just not visiting doctor's offices. I think when the Affordable Care Act was passed, it made insurance unaffordable. Because if prior to the Affordable Care Act, if you couldn't have, if you didn't work and you didn't have insurance provided to you by your employer, you would go on state to Medicaid, right? Then the Affordable Care Act came in, and you now had to go into a healthcare marketplace to buy insurance at astronomical rates. So if you're working, your insurance, you might be paying $350 per month for health insurance, which is ridiculous. And then it limits how many times you can go to the doctor per year. Most insurances have a limit on how many doctor's visits you can make per year. You can only do one physical Right, right. But then it limits how many times if you have a cold, a flu, a flu, or some sort of virus, then you're not really able to make it to the doctor, right? Consequently, people show up in emergency rooms for viruses and and common stuff. Okay, but emergency rooms were really designed for mass tragedies like a train crash, a bus crash, an airplane crash. They were designed for accidents, those kinds of things. 
right? They were designed for major pileups on a freeway, right? That's really what they were designed for. So their treatment uh, modality is such that if you come in, you're up or out. The emergency room sees you, and then they determine if you need to go upstairs to a bed or if you're going to go out to just for a follow-up at your doctor. The problem is most people do not have a doctor. When I read the story last night, one emergency room physician said that a patient had come in and the patient kept coming in to the emergency room. And because there was no follow-up to the doctor, the patient didn't have a primary care physician, somehow between the emergency room visit and the patient not being admitted, the patient got lost. So the patient would never receive her asthma medication that she needed. You know that inhaler thing? She ended up back in the emergency room. By this time, she completely paled out. She died because she did not have health insurance that covered her for doctor's visits. There are a lot of people who are in that gap whose health insurance who don't have health insurance because the Affordable Care Act has gaps in care that are not being addressed. Worse now, in most states, like here in Michigan, they're now requiring that people who are on state Medicaid must work. And you're looking at people like, what about the people who are bedbound? What about people who are who have uh, uh, who have chronic diseases and can't work? What are you going to say to that? So uh, uh, politicians use healthcare as a battering ram. It, look at it this way: politicians do not see the big picture. The only big picture that politicians do see is their money, right? Money. So if, if, if they're going to make money from the insurance lobby and from the hospital's lobby, then they make money, but they don't see the big picture. The big picture is this. If we do not take care of our population, if our population are not healthy, then we're not a healthy country. If most of our people cannot afford to see the doctor to get the care they need, it means more people are dying from preventable illnesses. Reference the show we did last week on poor health care means poor, poor people. You know, poor, the poor delivery of health care means that poor people, people who don't have access to health care, means that people are dying from preventable diseases. And we still refer to ourselves as a first world country. Well, we're the only first world country in the world that has such a sucky health care system. Our health care system is driven by profits. Our healthcare system is not about people and providing care that will take care of its population. Our healthcare system is driven by profit. Who stands to make the most money off the backs of sick people? This is why our healthcare system sucks. This is why more people are dying, even from cancer. People die from cancer because the healthcare system wants to hurriedly give you a diagnosis of cancer because that means they're going to bill your insurance for more drugs. So they give you drugs that kill you off. Sometimes it's not the cancer that kills you off. It's the drug. It's not the cancer that causes hair loss. It's the, key, it's the radiation in the, in the chemotherapy. They call it chemotherapy, but it's really liquid radiation. Your organs shut down, not because of the cancer, but your organs shut down because of the exposure to radiation. Do you see what I'm saying? Nobody is raising the standard beer because everybody is afraid to talk. Everybody is afraid that if I say something, they're going to come back at me. If, if I say something, sucks to be me then because 
I do go to the doctor. So what are they going to do? Put stuff up in my veins and shut me down because I'm talking? But we really need an answer. Most people do not have, that's why people go into the hospitals in the emergency room. Sometimes you exhaust your doctor's visits for the year. You call, and the doctors now are not as compliant because they're restricted and mandated by the HMOs that they're a part of. They can only see you, even if your doctor wants to see you, it comes down to the money. If he's not going to get paid for it, and if he can't justify a visit, he's not going to see you because it comes down to the money. He has to pay fees to the HMO he's a part of. And he has to be compliant because that's how he has privileges at the hospital at hospitals. Privileges meaning he goes to the hospital and he's able to see his patients at the hospital while they're there. So hospitals need doctors and doctors need hospitals. So they're in a they're in a symbiotic relationship. They're in a very intimate relationship, much to the chagrin of the general public. We become the loser because the hospitals, the doctors, and the insurance companies are all in this thing together. They're all sealing up the, up the stream, and we're downstream. They're sealing up the stream to the glory of money, and we're downstream to sickness, disease, and every wicked thing that can come against your body. So emergency rooms then become everybody's doctor's office. You know, I, 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 I recognize that maybe I went to the emergency room too frequently when I can jolly well go to the doctor. But in the moment, if you feel funny and you feel like this might require some attention, then you'll go to the doctor and then they'll say, well, follow up with your, 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 your uh, primary care. And so you go to the primary care and you follow up and they have access to, to, to your medical records and so on. But when I, I remember the last time I went into an emergency room, I sat there and I was looking and I said, why? I, I said, why are so many people coming into the emergency room? They don't have a visit to the doctor. There was a woman there who hadn't had a period for eight months. And then she never thought that she was, she was young enough to be pregnant. And then when she started bleeding was when she came to the hospital. And they asked her, why did you not go to the doctor? She doesn't have. She doesn't have a doctor to go to. Do you see what I'm saying? I don't know what the outcome of that was. I didn't see her, so I couldn't ask. I, I just was shocked, right? Because these things happen. And, what, and especially in the rural areas, the doctor is perhaps 20 miles over, but the hospital might be closer, right? So people will go into the hospital more than they will go to the doctor. If you can believe such a thing, I am just saying that we have some serious issues that are going on. We have some really, we really have to look at healthcare. The way it used to work is not the way it's working anymore. When we could, when we had healthcare that we could go to the doctor, we were way better. But now it is wrapped up in politics and wrapped up in the delivery of healthcare, wrapped up in the delivery of everything that shouldn't be, that we really don't know where to go and what to do. And so we become a victim. In many ways, I think we've become a victim of our own success because we tend to, we have become this thing where we don't know uh, where we are. We've become a, a, 
kind of like wrapped up in the things that we we have we have done, right? And while it's all well and good and all that stuff, I think in a lot of ways, what we have done is we have caused ourselves to 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 be uh, to to have some sort of issues. It's it's not quite the best thing for us to find ourselves in in, in this kind of mode because the, when I when you look at for a first world country we have tremendous resources here we can afford to take care of our population we really can we can afford to provide healthcare at least some form of basic healthcare where people can go into the doctor if they feel like they have a virus if they feel like they have a stuff. The, the ER should be reserved for when you got a cut overnight or on a weekend when the doctor's office is closed or during a holiday when doctor's office is closed for two weeks, they take a whole vacation, right? And in some, in some areas, uh, visits to the emergency room wrap up like nationally in the, in the last year, 140 million visits were made to emergency room. That's alarming. You want to ask yourself, that's like more than one-third of the population. So you want to ask yourself, so where are the doctors? And you look at doctors and you look at their exorbitant lifestyles and you're like, dang, they're living large. They're living really well. Okay, so they went to medical school. So they're making some serious money. Emergency room visits are expensive, right? Ask anybody who has medical debt. <laughs> anybody with medical debt? Emergency room visits are expensive. And, and what they were saying, too, is that sometimes the, the doctors in emergency rooms order a lot of unnecessary tests. Well, the truth is the doctors are trying not to get sued. So they don't know what they don't have your history. So they don't know what's going on. So based on your symptoms and what you are describing to them, they're going to order a battery of tests to see if at some point, those tests are going to tell them what exactly is wrong with you. And those tests might seem, at the end of it all, you know, it's going to seem like, well, it was unnecessary. But in the heat of the moment, nobody knows. So the doctors order the test to cover themselves from any kind of liability that can eschew from you suing them later on. But that's not our problem. Our problem really is that we have, used emergency rooms, especially since 1999. We began seeing the uptick in 2009 where more visits were made to emergency rooms just because people don't have health insurance. When politicians held their sway, when the Republicans went to bat, they determined that people should not have affordable health care. They determined that that's not something that anybody should have. Let's just be clear about that. Health care is wrapped up in politics. And until we separate politics from healthcare, we are people are going to continue to be sicker and sicker and sicker. Sometimes you, it makes you wonder if there is a mass agenda behind this. Is there some kind of mass agenda here? Is it some form of population control that people get sick and they go to the, the emergency room and in between the emergency room visits, they don't have a follow-up to the doctor. So then they're going to die on their next, if they make it to the next visit to the emergency room. Is there some kind of agenda? As to, to control the population by this. Sometimes I look at America and I'm, I'm becoming more and more aghast at what I'm looking at because we're looking more and more like some of the nations we criticize. 
we're criticizing them for not providing health care to their, to their uh, citizens, but we're not doing the same thing. We're not doing it either. Politicians like to pontificate and get on a, on a pedestal and on a soapbox and talk about what's wrong over in someone else's backyard. But right here, what's going on? Fix health care. People can't afford to go to the doctor. They try to treat their illnesses. For the love of God, there is a virus on the loose in Jamaica. A lot of people go to Jamaica on vacation. It's called a dengue virus. It's killing people. But now they're saying it's more malaria. Frankly, I would have thought that they would have stamped out malaria a while ago. No, if people who go on vacation come back here and bring that virus here, do you have any idea what that could be like? Makes you want to ask yourself, when was the last time you had a malaria shot? Mine must have been 10 years ago. Do you see where I'm coming from? And people here don't want to get vaccinated. (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) Right? Like seriously? Right? So so you have to look at what would happen. Have you seen the movie Contagion? Anybody seen the movie Contagion? No one? Okay. I suggest you go watch that movie, Contagion. I don't know if you can find it on Netflix. I, I doubt that. Because it's been a while since it came out. But go watch that movie, Contagion. It's a warning to all of us. If, the, if their politicians don't operate in a vacuum, they have an agenda somewhere and somehow they're protected because they're in the protected class. Right? And I think there is a huge lack of compassion that is guiding a lot of public policy today where people, frankly, do not give a care. They don't care about people. They don't care about the advent of their policies, the impact their policies have. It's all about me and how much money I'm going to make. And I can send my kids to this kind of school, and I can buy this for myself, and I make sure I have money in an offshore account so the government doesn't know that I'm taking a bribe on the side. But it is what it is. Emergency room doctors are overworked. Let's just look at that, for instance. A typical emergency room doctor is an overworked person. Because in most cases, they assign one doctor. You don't see a specialist in the emergency room. There are no specialists. So if you walk in with a traumatic brain injury, they have to call someone on on call. Because it's designed to be quick. So sometimes it makes you wonder, though, if you are worried about people coming in through large-scale mass events, mass catastrophic events, then why you don't have a specialist on staff, like somebody who is a neurologist, begs the question. But hospitals don't operate that way. Hospitals operate on the basis of money. It's all about the Benjamins, Right. Hospitals operate on the basis of for-profit. What does it mean for me? For-profit. That's how hospitals operate. They don't care about what you and I care about. You go to the emergency room because you feel funny. You might as well just wait it out tonight and make an appointment to go see your doctor tomorrow. Doctors, on the other hand, say, well, my patients make more visits to emergency rooms, but When you go into the doctor, they prod you, they check you, 
and they write a script just like the emergency room doctor does. The problem is most people are not getting to the doctor because doctors are bound up by these rules and laws. The Affordable Care Act, I think what Obama might have intended was to make health care affordable to everyone. The problem was they made so many concessions to Republicans because Republicans did not want the Affordable Care Act passed because it was going to siphon money away. They promised the hospitals and the HMOs that it wasn't going to work, and the hospital lobby and the HMO lobby is huge. It was not going to be beneficial to our politicians' pockets. So they did not want it, and the Republican Party especially did not want the Affordable Care Act passed. Now, the Affordable Care Act was modeled off the then-governor of Massachusetts, Mitt Romney, had passed an Affordable Care Act in his state that worked for Massachusetts. What Obama did was take that and say, well, we can bring it national. It looks like it works. Let's do it. I don't know if it had something to do with branding. With They called it Obamacare or whatever. It just made people get mad that he would have a legacy. I don't know what it was. But all I know is at the end of the day, the public paid the price for government egos. The public paid the price for the egos of politicians and the egos and the rapaciousness of capitalist investors in healthcare. And we, the public, are losing. People are dying from preventable diseases. We talked about that last week. In some parts of the country, some of these things that people are dying from, COPD, seriously, you need an inhaler for that, right? People are dying from alcoholism that causes cirrhosis of the liver. Right? People are dying from drug overdoses because they're not near centers where they can get Narcan. I kid you not. People are dying from heart disease that if diagnosed by a primary care physician who can prescribe a specific diet and monitor the patient over time can reduce death, perhaps even prevent untimely death. People are dying from high blood pressure, high cholesterol. These are preventable diseases. We're not talking about stuff like cancer that you obviously, once it hit, God, you know, nearer my God to thee or something like that. But preventable illnesses that if monitored from, by a doctor will prevent, uh, the, you know, prevent fatality. That's not happening. What you find is that people end up walking into emergency rooms just so they can see a doctor. And sometimes you walk out of the emergency room worse than you walk in because the doctors don't have enough time to, from, they go from one patient to the other. I've often asked that. I, I observe, I'm very observant. So, you know, they touch me, they touch you, and they just go from one to the other, have they wash their hands. So I tend to look at doctors when they're coming near me if they wash their hands first. I look pointedly at how they're washing their hands before they touch me. Because I know you just touched somebody else who probably has the flu. Now you're going to come and touch my nose, my face. And people are afraid and are intimidated to ask their doctor if they have washed hands. And then they're saying, well, we need to redu- reduce emergency room visits. Yeah, but help the people. So they, in between the emergency room, leave the emergency room for a real emergency. So that, but get them to see a doctor how? When insurance is prohibitively expensive. 
what what happened here in America? What happened? What happened? We just changed. We just became a nation that has no compassion for nobody. We became a nation that is motivated by profits only. Just yesterday, we talked about Fashion Nova doing, employing people and paying them $2.77 per hour through middlemen and through third parties. What happened? Right here in LA. So it's not like it's happening in another country. Happening right here. What happened to us? How can someone survive on $2.77 an hour? I think the next people we're going to call out are the restaurant industry who pay servers a lot less. Why? Why? What have we become? Do you see what I'm saying? We've, we've got to sit down and really take stock or change out the politicians since they're all so rapacious and motivated by the bottom line. Vote them all out. Since they're motivated by how much money is going to reside in their offshore accounts, get rid of them. Since you have to, you can only be big business to talk to them, get rid of them. Because that's not how the system was designed. Politicians were supposed to be off the people, by the people, for the people. But politicians today are by the business, for the business, off the business. They're not for people. They don't care about the small man. They don't care about me or you. They don't care about our outcome. They don't care if we are broke, if we, our bodies are mangled. They don't care if we're dying from heart disease. Look at that story I read yesterday. I'm going to post the link. The young woman was 23 years old. She had been going in and out of the ER. All that it was was asthma. How can someone die from asthma in America, a young person? Because she didn't have health insurance, so she didn't have she did not have a primary care physician. So in between, the job of the ER doctor is not to prescribe a follow-up visit. That's not his job. He will suggest that you go see your primary care, but it's not his job to make sure you're going to see the primary care. So when the ER discharged her, she never went to a primary care doctor because she was 23 and couldn't afford health insurance because of her asthma condition. She couldn't work. Guess what happened to her? She died. She came back to the emergency room and just flat out flatlined. She just flatlined right there because she wasn't taking her medication in between. My friends, we we, we, we got issues. We have lots of issues. We have issues. And the issues, in, it, my concern is if we're not taking care of our population, and we're not taking care of our people, then who is going to be around to run the country in 50 years? Where are the people going to be? When people get sick, are they going to say, oh, my God, there are a group of people in such and such a zip code, and they all are sick. Let's make sure their illnesses don't come over into our area. So let's quarantine them and place soldiers and police or whatever so that they don't come over. Is that where we're headed? And then just give them all the diseases, let them stay over there and rot. Is that where we're headed? We have become so vile and corrupt in our thoughts. We have no compassion one to another. It's every man for himself. And we've been seeing this for some time. And we continue to not do anything about it. The politicians are ripping us off. They're literally ripping our throats out. They don't care, people. They don't care about you and I. You're just a vote. 
And if they can get you to swing a ball for them, that's all they care about. They don't care if you live or you die. They don't care what happens to you. It's crazy. I just read a disturbing report uh, where a young woman who came from Honduras, she was 19 years old. According to the law, if the baby is born in America, it becomes an American citizen, right? So this young woman gave birth to a baby. They plan to return her to Mexico without her baby. You can't take somebody's child. Where the hell did that come from? So because she's an immigrant, an undocumented immigrant, she's not a person, she doesn't have rights. The baby was born here. They're going to keep the baby here. Who is going to take care of her baby? You're going to kidnap somebody's whole child. Do you see what I'm talking about? That's how we have become. Our hearts are vile and corrupt one to another. We have removed our humanity and replaced it with money. We've removed our humanity and we've placed the love of goods and luxury goods in exchange for it. The average U.S. congressman or woman uh, earns $178,000 a year. They want an increase. But the factory worker out here had to strike to get more than $15 an hour. This is why I'm saying when it comes to election time, y'all need to just look at who you're voting for and look at them seriously. Don't just go in and vote. Ask questions because they're surviving based on your vote. And if you if after you vote them in and they're in there for two, three, four years, vote them out. Don't vote for them again if they haven't done anything to change your bottom line. We have a problem with health care. We're a group of we're, people are getting sicker. How can somebody die from diabetes and complications of diabetes in America? And we call ourselves a first world country. So when you look at America, the country is divided. There's the bottom half, and then there's the, the top half. That's the America that they want you to preach you. They don't care about the bottom half. The top half, that's America they're referring to. When they say we don't want that in America, they're talking about themselves. They're not thinking about the bottom half of the country. If they were, Fashion Nova would not be paying somebody $2.77 an hour to sew a garment that people like Cardi B wear. She's a fan. She, they, she, she models for them. There's so many of them who model for them, and they don't care either. All they're thinking about is their bottom line, is the money they're going to make. It's all about the Benjamins, isn't it? Is that shocking for you? Like, do you feel shocked? Do you feel like, oh, my gosh, it's all about the Benjamins at the end of the day? For a politician, it's who is going to put money in his offshore account. So he doesn't even pay taxes on it. So he listens to a lobbyist, and he goes to Congress, and he says, well, we can't pass this bill, blah, blah, blah. And the lobbyist pays him into his offshore account. No, there's no trace for it. You ever, you ever seen a broke politician, one who served and comes out of office and he's broke? Are you kidding me? He does not exist. Look at Barack Obama, for instance. Before Barack Obama became president, he was not even a millionaire. Now the guy's worth $135 million. He only made, what, $400,000 for eight years as president. 
So let's say he didn't spend his salary because everything was paid for. And let's say his first book sold. How you go from zero and in 10 years go from zero to $135 million? They get paid. The money sits somewhere. And then when they come out of office, they put the money and say, well, his wife sold 50 million books. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? I kid you not. My friends, we have issues. And it's time for us to figure out what those issues are. (laughs) I know that it's not the kind of thing that people want to hear, but the truth of the matter is, what happened here? Right? That's the truth of the matter. What happened here? <laughs> it's crazy how stuff works, isn't it? Just crazy. Healthcare. Here we go again, talking about this time we're focused on emergency rooms, on what happens in emergency rooms. Emergency room doctors are overworked. They have long shifts. They go on shift from 7 p.m. And they're still on that ship until 7 a.m. Tired, overworked. Sometimes there's just one ER doctor, but he has a number of physician assistants, nurse practitioners, and so on. In one of the models that I looked at, a hospital in Colorado, recognizing that there was a gap between patients' visits to the emergency room, what they came up with was the hospital designed a program. And they got funding. They obtained funding through a grant. But they made it performance-based. And here's what they did. It was really uh, uh, really interesting. What they did was after the patient leaves the hospital, they would then follow up with the patient and send a nurse out to see the patient to determine what would happen. The nurse and the social worker goes out to see the patient. They can then make references and referrals to community-based resources. That's how one hospital in Colorado recognize that they could offset the number of visits to emergency rooms. So if they go out and the patient doesn't qualify for state Medicaid or so on, then the hospital would send the nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant or a physician out to administer care to the patient that would alleviate their symptoms over time so they'd never have to come back to the ER unless it's an emergency. Now, most hospital systems probably are not going to take that approach because they're too busy, especially those in large urban centers where the population is, is, is tremendous, they probably are not going to take that approach. So people get lost in the shuffle. So until their systems esca- their symptoms escalate and exacerbate, they're probably never going to take another visit to the emergency room. And that is where we lose people because people die. The scriptures say, my people perish for lack of knowledge. If you don't have knowledge about your disease process, then you are going to perish. Like this 23-year-old young woman, she needed more albuterol, albuterol or whatever it's called, the stuff they give you, the inhaler, they give you for asthma. She needed to have that ventilation going into her lungs constantly. But because of the way the healthcare system is, she couldn't afford healthcare in the first place. Guess what? She lingered, languished, and perished on her next visit to the emergency room. There was another story about a man who had developed 
a bacteria, had a bacteria, a flesh-eating kind of bacteria that ate up his flesh. And he, they amputated his limb when he went into the emergency room because they felt like that was the only way to stop, cut off the affected body parts. So it wouldn't, not necessarily, he just needed rigorous antibiotics. So he ended up in a, you know, assisted living facility at the age of 38 because nobody could care for him anymore. He got contracted a flesh-eating bacteria. And it makes you, when you hear stories like this, you're like, yeah, you and I should touch ourselves and thank God that we have health and strength every day and minimize the number of visits to emergency rooms that could possibly happen and take care of yourselves. This is why, my friends, when I encourage you to eat right, when I encourage you to exercise and stay away from substances, that are harmful to your body, believe me, now you see what? People going to the emergency room with drug overdoses and alcohol poisoning. Stay away from those things. Avoid those so that they don't impact your health negatively. Because one thing starts a whole train of events going, and before you know it, you have a much bigger problem than the one you started out with. You feel me? Sorry. It was not my intention to be this uh, lucid and, and so on or graphic, but I feel like I feel like we're perishing over stuff that that are that is avoidable. That there are some things that can be avoided. So I'm going to ask you one more time: Watch what you eat. Reduce sweets. Reduce salt. Right. Everything in moderation. Reduce too much red meat. Reduce that. If you can altogether replace it with other forms of protein, drink water. My friends, put the pop down and drink water. When you wake up in the morning, drink water. Don't drink pop. Don't go to the mountain to drink drink water. Right? Uh, Jesus loves me and he wants to save my soul. He already did. He already did. Right? Drink water. Eat your fruits and veggies. Eat your carbs, your fruits, your veggies. They tell you to avoid carbs if you want to keep fat out of your body, and then people go crazy after they go on these diets, and it just crashes all of a sudden and and so on. Right? Eat everything in moderation. Don't listen to them tell you what a healthy, these people who have unrealistic body image types. Right? Find out what works for you. And stay within that, right? I could never weigh 120 pounds. I would look like a stick. I would look so gaunt, you would think I'm ill. So I found my healthy body weight, and I stay within that gap, right? Don't eat after 7 or 8 o'clock because our digestive processes, it takes four hours to completely come out of the system. You don't want to go to bed with all that stuff on your stomach, right? Don't eat greasy foods. Minimize how much fried foods you, you, you eat. So that you reduce, you help yourself. Think positive, healthy thoughts. This is all connected. Our brains are connected to our bodies. So we have to think healthily so we look healthy and perform healthily. Do you see what I'm saying? Think positive, healthy thoughts. Think good things. In all the toxicity of our environment with the toxic relationships around us, the chemicals in our homes and so on. Recently, I had to clear up my garage because I recognized that I had paint, 
I had thinner. I had uh, WD-40. And, you know, it finally occurred to me, oh, my God, all those fumes are in my garage that are coming into my house. And in addition to that, guess what else? When you park your car, when you come into the garage and the car is still running, the fumes, the exhaust fumes are still trapped in the garage. Wouldn't it be better to turn the car off while the garage door is still open so the fumes go out? Do you see what I'm saying? And all those fumes still come into our homes no matter how we filter it out. Some people never open their windows to let the air out, especially during winter. Oh, my God, you can't get them that the same smell, the cooking and the, 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 the smell. If people don't open their windows to let some of that negative air out, let some of that trapped air that is trapped by the chemicals, let it out. When you're cleaning your bathroom, open a window. If you live in an apartment and you don't have a window, turn the fan on. Open the windows in the living room so it pulls the smell out, right? As much as possible, reduce that. You, you, you don't have a whole lot of control because everywhere we turn around, there are chemicals in our environment. It's very toxic. But as much as possible, try to minimize it, right? Eat right. Eat well. Make sure you have a healthy serving of fruits and veggies and protein. Protein is the building blocks of life. Protein builds up our cells. You need antioxidants and minerals to keep our cells working efficiently. If all you do is get up and do jumping jacks all day, get up and do jumping jacks. Don't just sit there, my friends. Get up and move. Right? Twist your body in ways. Don't just say, well, I'm 35, I'm 38, and I'm getting old, and my body can't move. Get up and move it. Don't let your muscles atrophy. Do you know what happens to people when they retire? They stop moving. And because they stop moving, muscles atrophy. Your brain freezes up. People say, oh, I'm retired. I don't do anything. I'm like, you're wrong. Get up and do something. Go play golf. Go get involved. Go volunteer three or four days a week. Get out of the house. Go drive around. Go, you know, babysit your grandchildren, right? Go volunteer somewhere where you can be a blessing to someone else with your wisdom and expertise. Because sitting at home, slowly, is going to kill you. Watch what you eat. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of eating pizza, but sometimes, it's, depending on the brand, it's it's too greasy for me. So I'm so I'm I stay away from that. I like I make pizzas at home myself. Just get some tortilla and shell, you know, soft tortilla shells, and just put what I want on it, and boom, shalala. It's the most delicious thing you could ever taste, right? Take care of ourselves, shall we? Reduce visits to the emergency room as much as possible. And take care of ourselves. The most important thing, drink some water. If you don't like how it tastes, boil it. Get a kettle. There are electric kettles. Plug it into the wall. Just boil your water. I drink boiled water all day. I boil my water to drink it. You'd be surprised the sediment that collects in the bottom of the water. Right? Some of us don't practice hygiene. We don't wash ourselves. you got to wash yourself to wash away the bacteria that builds up. Some people don't wash their hands after using the bathroom. For the love of God in Christ Jesus, please wash your hands after using the bathroom. With soap and water. Right? Please wash your hands. We need to take better care of ourselves to prove to avoid some of these preventable diseases 
from running rampage through our lives, right? Take care of your brothers and sisters to ask your parents, call and check in on them. What's going on, mom? How is it going, dad? When was the last time you went to the doctor? Are you going to the shower? Ask your aunts and uncles. You go to visit an elderly person and you realize they're not showering. Get a social worker. So they can send someone out who can give them a shower twice or three times a week. Be kind to someone else. You, you have an elderly neighbor. Go over there and see if they're eating a home-cooked meal and ask them what would they like. Make a home-cooked meal for them. Right? You'd be surprised. Go check on their house. Is it getting clean? A, a lot of people are falling. A lot of elderly uh, people are falling, and it's preventable. You know how it's preventable? Pick up the area rugs. They trip over area rugs. Teach them exercises that control their bladder so they don't have to get up frequently to pee. Do you see what I'm saying? We've got to learn to take care of one another. But it starts with me. Start taking care of yourself. I, you know, don't eat too frequently. Some of us, we eat too frequently. You know, they have this thing that you graze all day. Well, you're going to gain weight. And if you gain weight, that's more weight around your organs. You're putting pressure on your organs to be overworked. So watch what you eat and how much of what you eat. Eat small portions. I don't use dinner plates anymore. I use side plates. That's what I eat from. That way I control how much I eat. So when I put it on a side plate, it's just enough. Whereas if it's a dinner plate, you're more likely to put more on it. I can't go there with that. Right? I recognize there are certain limitations my body has. With all the workouts that I do, I still don't look like an Olympic athlete. So I recognize that I probably was just not made to look muscled. <laughs> so I've reconciled with that. But I still work out to keep everything in working order. Right? Do on-the-spot running. You don't have to go to a health club. Do on-the-spot running. Find a flat surface in your home and do on-the-spot running. If you live in an apartment building, walk up and down a flight of stairs. That will increase your lung capacity if you have issues with smoking. it will Even if you don't, it will still increase your lung capacity until you find yourself just running up the stairs without missing a beat. And you're like, whoa, that happened. Park farther away in a parking lot so you have to walk. Well, it's winter now, so we're all kind of dashing to our cars, like dashing through the snow. <laughs> like, seriously, right? But learn to take care of ourselves. You, you are the only body that you're going to exist in while you're on this earth. I know they talk about reincarnation, and I know some billionaires are talking about freezing their heads and all kinds of stuff. Trust me, it ain't going to happen. This is the only body that you have. So take care of this temple so that you don't end up walking into an emergency room and then coming back out with a disease that you never even planned on having, right? This is Harriet Kimmick with Down to Earth. Today's Tuesday. Have a terrific Tuesday. Remember to join me again on this station, on this channel, on this uh, feed, and continue to support our broadcast. Thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate the time that you take out. Remember to go listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. By doing so, you are helping us determine what, what, what subjects that you're particularly interested in. 
Thank you so much, as well as go to my page on Anchor FM and support this podcast. I appreciate you. Thanks so much, everybody. Remember to be down to earth. Be blessed. Hey, we're done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.